Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We've seen all the headlines. We talked about it in hour number one. Uh, much of the activity going on at the border. Of course, the vice president's visit to uh, Guatemala and Mexico City today. And a lot of debate about a lot of things, but as always, we've got to reconsider our thinking beyond the headlines and recognize that compassion and rule of law are compatible principles. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, as we discussed earlier, uh, compassion is compatible with rule of law. We don't have to accept the fake fights and the false political choices that are often presented One organization doing just that is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And joining us to discuss a a wonderful initiative down at the border, Elder Art Rascone, uh, Area 70 of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, joins us from Houston. Uh, Elder Rascone, thanks for uh, chiming in today. Boyd, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it, and uh, you're absolutely right. This is a wonderful humanitarian effort. Well, tell us just a little bit about this. There's a, a new facility that's uh, being put in place uh, to be able to help uh, those families who uh, are at the border. Yes, this is a large facility. The facility can house and transfer. It's called the Family Transfer Center, and there we can have hundreds of migrants as they make their way Uh, not just into the United States, but as well, they're trying to be eventually get to families and sponsors throughout the United States. So they come to this center. They're there for less than 24 hours. The center is uh, is located in Houston. Houston has a huge hub of migrant transportation uh, throughout the United States. So this is a, a perfect place to establish a center such as this. We're not politically involved, of course. We're apolitical, but we are simply providing the humanitarian support along with a lot of other charitable organizations and faith-based groups right here in the Houston area. Yeah, and that is uh, such a, a wonderful pattern, uh, I think, that's being followed, that Houston area churcher, churches, nonprofit organizations, uh, groups like the YMCA, uh, and others have been your tag team partners down there to get this uh, center, this uh, uh, opportunity, this family center up and rolling. Yes, absolutely. And we have uh, the YMCA International Services. In fact, they're going to be opening a center, another additional center, if we cannot provide proper assistance for the hundreds who are coming in. We have capacity at one center of five to six hundred, another capacity at another center of of about 150. So it depends upon the numbers. There will be a lot of ebb and flow concerning the migrants uh, when they come in. These are they're collecting along the border and they're overflowing in shelters there. Some of those shelters are asking us for assistance. And this is between, so far, just uh, one one charitable organization to another 
and in providing that humanitarian assistance. Uh, and that's such an important part of this whole process. Uh, this, to me, this is civil society in action. Uh, I know that the uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints is relying on some. Uh, volunteers uh, out of the 70,000 church members uh, in the Houston area, along with volunteers from many of those partner organizations that you mentioned. Uh, this really is a community coming together in a little different way. It really is, um, because you have thousands of volunteers at the ready from members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Also, you have uh, a variety of NGOs, Catholic charities, interfaith ministries, other interfaith groups here in Houston area, YMCA volunteers. And then you have a massive organization of what's called Houston Volunteers or Respond Houston, where any community member throughout the city can sign up. They go through a, a minimal background check, and then they're able to volunteer at the center. So it's a, it's been a beautiful process. It's It's incredible to see the light uh, in the faces of those r- migrants who have come over and have had a difficult trip from whether it be the Caribbean, South America, Central America, Mexico, but they are just glad to be at a place where they can receive a meal, um, you know, perhaps uh, stay there for 24 hours, and then eventually on their way, they get a shower, they get cleaned up, and and then they're gone. Yeah, that's uh, such an important part of the process. If you're just joining us, we have Elder Art Rascone, uh, Area Authority, Uh, Area 70 of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and uh, this center, this family center that's been uh, set up just outside the Houston area. Uh, And I know part of this directive uh, was something from uh, President Russell M. Nelson, a president of the church who uh, was very concerned uh, about the children, taking care of the children. Yes. And when he got word of of just all of the families and the, the difficult situation that they're in and the, the, the trouble to get them off to their families and sponsors in other areas, he wanted to help. And he said, he said, we need to think of the children. We need to think of a, a way to help them. And so we were given that charge to find a facility. Uh, the Church of Jesus Christ is, is funding the facility, and then we're receiving help from other NGOs throughout the area. Uh, the Church of Jesus Christ is primarily directing the affairs of the facility, but there are so many other organizations involved, including the National Association of Catholic Charities and as well the National Association of Christian Churches, uh, both heavily involved in this. Uh, and uh, just uh, we, we called this segment Think Again uh, for a reason, and I, I think part of the reason that efforts such as this work is because uh, you're not looking at those coming across the border as liabilities to be managed. Yeah, you're seeing them, as you mentioned, with light in their eyes, with hope in their hearts, uh, people that have unlimited potential. So not liabilities to be managed, but potential to, to really be fostered and developed. Absolutely, because we, we, don't, we don't get political. Uh, we're not involved in any way uh, in that arena. We're simply wanting to help God's children. And that's the purpose of, of the Church of Jesus Christ, as well as the other NGOs involved, that they really want to just lift, inspire, kind of give them light, to give them hope, and, and send them on their way with a backpack filled with, with some goods that they need, some more food, and as well diapers or clothing or whatever it is they're asking for. And we help them to, um, to have a happy start. Yeah. 
So that's that's what we want to do. That's a, that is a, the perfect place to start. Uh, Elder Art Rascone from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Again, Family Transfer Center uh, just outside of Houston. A great combination between the Church of Jesus Christ and many other churches and nonprofit organizations, and uh, just helping people with some compassion uh, and getting them uh, on their way. Thanks so much for joining us today. Sure, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Boyd. All right, again, that's uh, Elder Art Rascone. Appreciate his insight there uh, in this facility, this family transfer center uh, that is helping people can can help up to five hundred uh, per day. Give uh, those coming across. And again, as we think again, uh, compassion and rule of law are compatible principles. And people who come across are not liabilities to be managed. They are people with potential to be developed. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.